Jason, you're gonna have to take this one. I, I did not do my homework. That was a horrible setup. Jason, get this going. <laughs> hey, by the way, take over. We got we got a couple good guests today. One of them is a total surprise because he just rolled up. This is how I roll. I just throw stuff in the middle. I got suckered in. (laughs) Yeah, see, that happened to Jimmy last time he just showed up at the shop, too. Literally about 45 seconds, uh, Tim pulled in the driveway. I just slapped headphones on him. I'm like, here, hop on here. Sit down. We're doing this. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, We've got Ross, and it's Feenstra, right, is how you pronounce it? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. From Montana. So we're going to get into some some good talk about the... uh, recent events in montana too and a big win for houndsman all over yeah can so, you make sure i don't ble- breathe into this microphone i will tell you if you're breathing in it man we did that that short one yesterday and i was like i sound like darth vader and we were trying to edit that out and it's, it's rough pretty, it's pretty embarrassing yeah so oh, and, and the pen click that's buddy's famous move i don't even have you a pen around that? me right now or wait wait how, how do you do it you there it is yeah yeah um, in the shop what you don't know about me is is jess will find a pen that's just mutilated because i always play with the the cap that you're supposed to put on your shirt or whatever and and she'll be like buddy is this your pen and i'm like no no." (laughs) ross what's going on there in montana tell us about what you guys did you know uh yeah i mean what what we did kind of collectively as a group yeah, you know, a lot of people have been calling and saying, Hey, you know, congratulations. And I've just been telling everybody, you know, Hey, it's not, it was a, it was a team effort. You know, there was lots of hound guys, you know, that that's not what I really heard. Put- <laughs> <laughs> you got a good With, PR crew. Ross. That, now that the recording starts, you're like, Oh, it's a team. You're like me, me, me. Yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> uh, no, it really was, man. I mean, there was quite a few of us that, you know, went testified multiple times in front of the house and of the Senate, you know, guys like Justin Duffy and, you know, Joe Bebout, uh, you know, the old Amish assassin, Dwayne Hostetler. So how did that start? What, what, what was the, what was the firm? Where was the seed planted? Where, when did you that... know the seed? I think the seed was uh, mostly planted about 12 years ago when a guy named Terry Zink, uh, you know, we tried to do something very similar 12 years ago and uh, we get a lobbyist to carry the bill um and you know it kind of goes from there 12 years ago we got shot down because of the grizzly bear thing uh and this year we just you know we kind of rallied and said hey you know there's there's the right representatives in our house and our senate and you know at the end of the day we we got a really good governor so that we we knew that it'd be possible so um we got a guy named paul fielder to carry the bill and uh we started is he, small. Is he the sponsor? He's he the one that sponsored it. Yeah. So we started small and asked for a uh, a spring chase season and a, well spring kill season and a chase season, um, and it just kind of went from there. So. So what do what what passed? It just passed and just got signed by the governor, right? Yeah, the governor just signed it, and um, so what we will have is we will have a a spring. Uh, black bears season for the first time in 120 years and then we'll have with with dogs right or is it with dogs was there a spring bear season without dogs before yep it starts april 15th and goes till uh till june 1st or june 15th in certain areas and so what we had asked for is we actually asked for a chase season until july 30th they cut that back 
until June 15th. Okay. And so, which is, you know, that's, uh, you know, a little give and take. And I mean, it will take whatever we could get. So, right on. So, that's a big win. Yeah, that's impressive. So, you get uh, April 15th to June 15th. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Right on. And then anything in the fall? Nothing in the fall as for right now. And, you know, so many guys have been calling and they've been saying, well, hey, what? what areas are we going to be able to hunt bears in and uh, you know, how is this all going to work? And what, what a lot of guys don't understand is that from here, it's going to have to go to, you know, fishing game to set seasons to, or yeah. to set, you know, certain restrictions, you know, obviously we're not going to be able to run dogs in grizzly bear corridors. And uh, there, there's, you know, the, that, that was the biggest thing the Amtax had against us was the whole grizzly bear thing. Yeah, which is which is odd because it's like if anybody can identify, like hounds houndsmen can identify, you know, take a lot more efficient than any other kind of of hunting. Right. Instead of opportunistic. Yeah. Um, what uh man, I had a question I already forgot. See, this is why I'm I, this is why you don't show up to school unprepared and you just like you cram for the final in the in the in the so so are they like a year out or something like that from setting season dates or something? Yes. Yeah, so we will be, just so a committee will get started now for this, uh, for setting, but hopefully next spring, but it just all depends on where uh fishing game is at with their bills um, for their fiscal year. What, uh, that's what it was. was what, what's your, so you had, you had favorable wins in the legislator. Um, what, what does your wins look like in the department? You know, I, I think we'll do really well. Um, you know, the, the way that we pitched it and all of us tried to pitch it was that, you know, this is a tool. Uh, this is a tool for fish and game to use. I mean, we sell uh, we sell almost 30,000 bear tags a year for spot and stock hunters, and we kill a thousand bears. That's it. Right. So, you know, it's um, so I really feel that um, we'll have a, we'll have a great chance of getting some good seasons. You're going to be looking for bear dogs now. Yeah. You know, I don't, I've, I've never caught a bear. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, no, it'll, it'll, it'll change the game for a lot of people here, you know, for outfitters, for, for everybody. So. What is, uh, so like I was, I'm ready to move. And uh, I was like, like I was traveling. I was actually in Bozeman, uh, Oh, a month ago or so, I was going to call out. I, I feel bad when I travel sometimes. I'm like, oh, I should go reach out and go get a beer with somebody. And then I, I'm i like, I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> so yeah, like, I never, I never call. I know. I did. Like, a couple of years ago, I met with you guys. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, I've been looking for places um, to buy. And like, you know, the whole dream of owning a big old Montana ranch is just out of my budget. Gone. <laughs> Man, yeah. it's out of everybody's budget. I was just talking to Jason before we started this whole thing. I mean, it's it's crazy around here. Like it's, uh, it, everything is. And at the end of the day, there's like nothing for sale in Bozeman. Yeah, I was I mean, on Zillow but, last night actually looking at Bozeman, and it's yeah. insane what prices are for anything that's available. Bozeman was, is a weird little town. No like, kidding. Yeah, like I I don't think I could live there. Uh, so Laura's sister lives there in Bozeman and we've been going there and I'll, I'll go there again this summer. I think we go um, over there and 
you'll see her, her family and stuff. And that's just like a weird town. I mean, it's like, it's like not Montana in Montana. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. I mean, it's anymore. There's a lot of towns like that. You know, Missoula is like that. Kalispell starting to get that way. Uh, you know, and unfortunately all of our country around Bozeman, you know, roads that I used to drive when I was a kid are getting, you know, all those are shut down. You can't, you know, you can't drive on them. You can ride a mountain bike, but you can't, you can't drive on them anymore. So yeah. we deal with that a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, it was, I was surprised how much, um, food, like, you know what I mean? Restaurants oh, yeah. and, yeah. and like micro, I don't know if it was micro brews. I don't drink, but you know, the, the brewery thing and, and it was like a little happening town. And I'm like, I guess it's probably because of the college is, is probably what drives most of that, huh? Oh yeah. You know, I think some of it, but most of it's just, it, it's a real touristy place. You know, we have one of the, you know, biggest ski resorts in the world, you know, t- 20 miles away. So, okay. and then we have that, we have that private ski resort, the Yellowstone club. And so uh, it's, it, I I keep looking around. I saw like I'm flying in and out. I'm always I'm like, I got to, my kids like they're like, can I get the window seat? I'm, no, you can't get the window seat. Dad's gotta <laughs> look out the properties. <laughs> I'm like looking at windows. And I'm like looking for roads, and I'm like, how would I hunt that area? And there's some big yeah. country there in Montana. I'm like, I don't see a road down there. I mean, some yeah. big country out there. There is some giant country, you know. I think that's where a lot of guys would get humbled as well, you know. So, and that's what I told the spot. You know, I got quite a bit of flack. We got quite a bit of flack from spot and stock bear hunters, you know, saying how we're ruining you know, we're, we're going to ruin their hunts and stuff. And what I had just reiterated to them is that, you know, there's plenty of places in Montana that I, I'm not going to go turn my dogs loose on a bear because I know, I know what will happen. I mean, there's, right. you know, you're going to be packing a lunch and a dinner to go do that. So, yeah. but there is, you know, there is some of the best bear hunting around in other parts of Montana, you know, up in the Northern, Northern part of Montana, Northwest corner. And uh, I mean, there's, there's great spots for sure. So they're still going to have to go uh, through and set quotas. And I mean, are there going to be like dog restrictions like they have in other States where you're limited? Is that stuff that's all on the table or. That is stuff that'll all be on the table. As for quotas, we've never had quotas. Well, I can't say that in certain, what they call B- BMUs, which is a bear management unit. Uh, they have they have quotas but that's mostly in areas where it towards the eastern part of the state where there's not that many bears where there are bears we don't have quotas whatsoever hmm. you know an uh, interesting little little tidbit that we don't know which is ironic that we got tim with us the the reason i got into dogs was because of a bear that i shot and i didn't have dogs you know for the bear i, I spot and stalked i was actually deer hunting and I watched this black blob just cruise across the clear cut. And I was like, Oh, you're going to die. I mean, I <laughs> that was, was like, a big one too. Yeah. Was a good one. <clears throat> and he just cut the head off of it. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one that the paw is sitting on your, your counter there? <laughs> Cause I, I show up to work like buddy and I obviously were rivals for, for a while. those who can't see. I just showed everybody my, my taxidermy, paperweight bear paw (laughs) this is how weird this is how how not houndsman i was back in i don't know what year this was but i was like i want the paw (laughs) 
dude, I walked in there. I'm like, what? What is this? Like, did the rest of the hide slip or what's going on? No, he just got him off. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I took that bear um, to a taxidermy. You know, it, it was over there in uh, Forest Grove. Was what, what was his name? Tim Brian. Snyder's? Brian Snyder. Yeah, yep. and uh, so, anyways, I I mean, I had literally no clue what I shot. I just knew it was a bear. And uh, me and Mike come out of there. So I called tax Jeremy and, and he asked me to take some measurements. He's like, oh, you might got a legitimate, you know, 300. You know, I was like, I, I think it's like 300 pounds, you know. And I gave him the measurements. He's like, you know, because the thing it's he like told a me, he pound lion. everybody, yeah, everybody shoots a 300 pound bear. And uh, I measured the ears or something. He had me measure. And he's like, okay, you actually might have a, a good bear. And uh, like Tim said, I was like, I never taxed or anything in my life. And uh, I was like, let's do one of them wall mount things. And he's like, you really don't want to rug this thing? I'm like, I don't got no place for a rug. I'm kicking myself now. Oh, I should have. I should have rugged that thing. That's what I said with my big one. It's still over at uh, stools waiting to be done but i i left enough cape it was like three-quarter body you know three-quarter life size i could do with it and looking back it's like damn it i should have just done a rug yeah i literally couldn't move the thing enough to get the whole thing skinned it was massive yeah you just got to pull the trigger and just start mounting stuff like that and not look back yeah yeah or you regret it yeah yeah i was in in there's too much at one point though yeah. yeah, I mean, like I shot a booted Crockett Tom this year. There was no way it wasn't going to anybody but Phil Seuss. Right. You know, yeah, I mean, Phil and I are good friends, and everybody's like, man, that's expensive. You know, and I'm like, well, you know, he is the best. Rip, so. the, rip the band aid <laughs> off. I hear if you're yeah. a drywaller, he gives you a really good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Nate? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what Nate said. So you're like tied in with that whole crowd. Like you guys sound like a kick in the pants, man. Oh man. I, I go down and see Nate, Nate Lopez and I are really good buddies. I mean, I, I go down and see him. I've been going up to Phil's cabin for in the act for 11 years. Nice. So, he, he give you a discount. You know, friend, I friend can't discount. say that. Don't friend, answer that. Not yourself. <laughs> yeah, you Nate, don't want to answer that. Nate's a good dude. Uh, I hunted with him this last winter and, you got to watch him. He'll teach your dog Spanish and then you won't understand him no more. Yeah. I, I can see the two of you getting along really good, Tim. That's what I've always enjoyed oh, being man. around you because it's like, it's just fun. Yeah. Like all oh. the time, you know, in fact, I was messaging Lopez before the podcast and he, he gave me a few pointers. We'll hit you with. <laughs> he says, if you're struggling for a train wreck, ask him about this. <laughs> Oh man. Going back to to uh Brian and Tim. So so that tax term, he was like, Oh, you gotta because because that was about the time I went to Texas and and um I don't know if I told the story about getting my first dog or not, but it was oh a, Craigslist. Yeah, well kind of they didn't have Craigslist back then, but yeah, was it was it? a dog crapping in my friend's garage and he was tired of it you know, taking a shit in his garage every day. So he's was like Red was his name Red? Yeah, that was yep. red. Yeah. And that was a, I would never do that again. <laughs> that was a mistake. But, but anyways, the, uh, you know, I had that dog and, and, uh, the tax term, he's like, Oh, you should talk to this kid, Tim, Tim, he does dogs. And, and so that's kind of Tim's the first houndsman that I went out with. If you'd call us houndsman back then, not much of them. 
That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. tried. Brian's like, hey, I, I got this guy. He's getting into dogs and he wants to meet somebody. Can I give him your number? And I was like, yeah, go ahead and give him my number. And I called Buddy and he's like, yeah, I want to go out. So we, we met up. He said, oh, I'll be in a camo pickup. And I thought, you know, like rattle can or something like that is what he meant. But <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. It was like when he pulled Classy. in. Out, yeah, I never seen that before. That was high end redneck right there. And, and, uh, <laughs> he pulled. We can stop right here. We can just stop this <laughs> no, story. No, we want to hear it. Let's, he just, pulled, let's just finish the story, right? Let's just to be continued. Oh, no, we don't need this, this is coming out of the closet. So he, pulled, he pulls up and he, he gets out of his pickup and he's got a parrot on his shoulder like a pirate. <laughs> we heard about the parrot. I was like, uh, is this for real? <laughs> well, we'll um, leave, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, that that was a cool parrot, dude. <laughs> Hunted all oh. night with us. <laughs> no joke. Oh yeah. Yep. Dude, I thought he was and, gonna turn it loose. And you called back for a second date? Like what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's we, the kind of stuff you run yeah, from we were, usually. No, we were in love after that. <laughs> that so my buddy got me um he was weird intel and he he raised those parrots and that that bird was oh raised is this from, my buddy yeah yeah what's that who was it that raised the birds uh carlos Car- yeah carlos oh, yeah, my yeah, buddy yeah. yeah 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 um and anyways he raised them out of the egg and those hand raised birds that you know never knew mama that thing was a it just attached to you. So I, I didn't know any better. Hell, I'd go to a bonfire and that thing be sitting on my shoulder and it would jump from shoulder to shoulder around the bonfire and drink. You know, when you, when you drink, I have a can, you get that little bit of a beer around yeah, the yeah. lip. Yeah. Well, that bird would drink, drink the lip and then it'd go to the next person and drink the <laughs> lip on that can and it'd just fly around the fire. And man, I'm driving home and that bird was just hung over and just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> was just sitting on my, on my passenger seat just humped up and uh Jeez. so yeah I, I i played the fifth i had that bird <laughs> i showed up to hunt with tim with blue ticks like tim was the first guy i think i really met outside of my initial group too and it was like this guy's pretty cool i was okay with that though i was okay with you, the blue ticks no you <laughs> said you can bring that one i remember specifically you said if you come hunting you can bring that blue tick leave the I other think, ones at home yeah i think i went hunting with you before that though and i didn't bring anything yeah we might have yeah i came down oh, at, you came down here I came, yeah I, I came down there and i, I didn't bring anything that's see, right because you see, were looking for see ross you see what happens you show up with a bird and they really remember that you show up with a blue dog and nobody yeah what, 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 i don't nope. remember that was it was a dog yeah. or something was it yeah. a cat i don't know but you show up with a parrot on your shoulder <laughs> oh people remember yeah so that trip i remember coming up north with you because that jag tilly oh yeah decided to chug my rock star that we had left in the pickup yeah. like we came back destroyed, for the truck destroyed my truck dude that can <laughs> was empty it looked like chupacabra sucked it that out that was that was the beginning of the end for that dog like yep. that was that was the that was the first straw and uh, there was uh not a drop of that red bull anywhere i think yeah. she just inhaled it all yeah that is something to see i'll tell you that yeah a jag on monster rock star <laughs> yeah it's not pretty <laughs> not pretty at all oh ross was your was your cougar 
tell me about that cougar was it a good story or was it oh it was, it was an awesome story yeah one of the one of the harder chases i've had for sure it really wasn't going out to kill a mountain lion whatsoever but uh but yeah we had, we had turned loose uh in an area i've never been kind of on a private ranch and it went uh man the dogs dogs really did good they I think they had a bait on the cliff there for a little while but uh we had a little girl with us a 14 year old girl and uh, her mom was actually the one who found did you didn't let her shoot you know they didn't push her aside and you're like yeah, oh, sorry, that was mine. I threw it down i was like this is my cat yeah. no they didn't they didn't end up making it you know oh. and, and i mean the it broken was, legs it was, slowed her down yeah it was quite the hump man i mean it was it was it was a good time so yeah i ended up shooting it we we got back to my truck around you know nine ten o'clock that night so it was it was great wow. so how big was it it's 15 and 7 16 so wow. oh, nice. yeah i don't know i don't know what it weighed but that is what a green scored. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I think it'll be like 15 and five or 15 and four, but that's, a good that's awesome. Yeah, wow. it was, it was, it was a great, great time for sure. How many, how many of you were out hunting that or is it myself or yeah, I mean, you had to, you had the girl that you didn't help get to the tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, there. I think it started out. There was uh, there were six of us or something that started out hiking, and then it just ended up me and me and my buddy Bryce. Uh, he's got a couple of hound dogs. He's new, kind of new into the game. He's had dogs about three years, so just just ended up being us. So, oh, right on, cool. But and one of my one of my stupid blue ticks was able to catch this thing. So it's amazing yeah. how they just pull that out. <laughs> Lopez always tells me every time I go hunting with Lopez, we have a wreck. He's like, man, I never have wrecks until you bring those stupid blue ticks along. What are you, you getting back into it? You got out of it for a little while. A minute. Yeah. Back in. Divorces will do that to you. (laughs) (laughs) They'll kind of pump the brakes on a guy. (laughs) I took it. Yeah. I took a break for a minute. I didn't get rid of everybody though. Kept kept one and and uh I don't know. I was like I hunted through season and then got rid of everybody but one and then before the season started the following year I had dogs again. So it's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they and they're piling Just lick, up. Licked your paws, licked they're, your wounds for a little while in the corner and then you're back at Yeah, them. they're they're piling up quick too. I'm <laughs> putting dogs in every corner I got. So right I'm gonna have to get a canopy or something like doc <laughs> double double decorate yeah yeah there you go picture you had a little girl mm. girl picking up a pup yeah the other day went and got one from west york right and on. uh right on. pretty nice well-built puppy so out of some good stuff yeah. so hopefully you uh you, jason ross i don't know if you guys ever like blacktail hunted but but Tim is like a blacktail ninja. Bastard, dude. <laughs> I know. Uh, you go over to, to Tim's house. I haven't been over there in a long time, but you know, you got like the box bucks, you know, like the bucks that go in the box in the garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Those are all better than my wall bucks. You know, like my wall <laughs> hangers that I have. Tim's got a box in his garage of, of blacktail mounts that he's got a full my... body, like life size. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's out of hand. That's that's where I was talking about how the taxidermy gets out of hand. Like I like one day when I'm dead and gone, what, what's going to happen to all that stuff? I don't even. My kids might not even want it. You know, but, you ruined them. Like they're going to look at a buck. They look at a yeah, right. My the kids bar. at least look at a fork and horn. They're like, oh, dad, it's a buck. It's a buck. You know, your kids well, are going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, it's. Well, I had oh, uh, I had Addison there. Uh, I, I did mentored youth with her last mm-hmm. year, and uh, we were all set up and this buck come out on this ridge off to our left and man like it's really hard when you're sitting there in a blind with a kid and you got them all yes. set up and now and like the buck came out too far to the left so i'm trying to like rearrange seats and get everything turned and buck left and uh but i i had that buck on camera and uh there was some some does in the area and i, I knew these does were coming out in this one spot every evening so i knew it was going to be back and sure enough that buck come out and um it walked up there that evening and had addison all set up and and uh she was sitting on the gun but at the last second she's like yeah i I don't i don't want to shoot and i I did i didn't even push her i was like nope it's fine you don't have to but it's the last day and i'm going to <laughs> Give me my gun back. <laughs> this is where Daddy takes his gun back, right? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, was it a good buck? No, nah, it was just a little three point. So but you were gonna eat your tag if you didn't, yeah, kill something, huh? Yeah, just a little three point. This last year was the first year I killed a good one. And that was a fluke thing too. So. Working. What's your best advice for for these blacktail guys? So these these kids that like your best your best blacktail oh, advice. Oh man, because they're tough. They are a tough deer to hunt. Blacktail yeah. are weird. I've to never hunt. hunted them. Oh, yeah. dude, you they. It's the ghost of the forest. How many deer, Ross? How many deer do you see when you go deer hunting? Lots. Like <laughs> we, yeah, like yeah, yeah, maybe two, yeah. two or three. <laughs> yeah. On a good day, yeah, like. So, so sometimes there's two, three hundred whitetail out in one field, you know? Yeah, yeah we don't get that. So, yeah, you know, or like when I, I guide mule deer hunters over in eastern Montana. And I mean, there are pl- plenty of days we see two, you know, 200 deer, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes tw- 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went over uh, eastern Washington and did some mule year. Last, last year was my first year of hunting mule. Since I was, I was a kid, I grew up in Colorado, so... I never killed one, you know, I was too young to hunt back there, but I went over and hunted with James and it was like 200, 300 deer a day. We were seeing, it was just like, yeah, mind blown. But on blacktail, it's like you go all day. And if you see a couple, you're right. like, I'm going to write that down. That was deer right there. And you usually see yeah. them for about 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Unless mm-hmm. you can spot them a long way off. Yep. So what's your number one, if you had to, for, for a new guy listening, who wants to get some, if we're uh, going to teach somebody out of this podcast, because we don't really, we just, we just bullshit and laugh at each other most of the time. So let's just, I don't yeah, even know. You could, you could learn something from this podcast. It'd be the one podcast you can learn something from. I don't know. Like the, well, think you, about that. the more you put in, the more you get out of anything and you know, in life. So. Yeah, I think you told me a long time ago. You're like, man, if you want to shoot a nice buck, you got to shoot. You got to pass the small. Yeah, yeah. You've told me the same thing. You know, that's what Brian Snyder. He's probably one of the best blacktail hunters that I've ever met. And 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 he told me that years ago when I was I I was killing bucks as a kid, you know, and and he told me that, and it was middle of season, and there was this fork and horn that walks by, and I let it walk. 
And 10 minutes later, I was looking for that thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. So the first one I let go was, I regretted it, but it paid off in the season. I ended up killing a good one. So, yeah. Yeah. The other, the, I was, the advice is, I, I was, if you want to shoot a nice one, you got to, you got to pass. You know, if you want to shoot a fork and horn, you got to pass a spike. And if you want to shoot a three point, you got to pass a two, a two point. Mm-hmm. And and the other piece of advice I give you is if you want to kill a deer, you better shoot the first one you see. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes those things don't go together. Yep. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never hunted them. So yeah, I've never, never been around them much. But yeah, they're different deer. I, I need to do a white tail. So I don't know if I have des- desire to or not, you know, but half of me is like, well, maybe. I don't know. The mule deer was kind of fun because it was just a lot more action. I could see you know, see a lot more deer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're looking for a three point because you you had you the unit we were in was a three point or better. So so it's like you've seen a ton of spikes. You know, you are not spikes and fork and horns and stuff like that that you some nice fork and horns that you couldn't shoot because they didn't have eye guards. Yeah, right. you were hunting with your kids too, though. Yeah, that changes everything. You know, that's like <laughs> yeah, that's kind of. You know, back in the day, you look at my cell phone or my camera or whatever, and it was nothing but hunting pictures. And now you look at it, and it's nothing but kid pictures. Yeah, yeah right. So it's like everything changes, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Nope. Yeah, we, uh, I've had to learn. Like, I love hearing you and Buddy talk about it because my kids are quite a bit. Well, we've got some pretty yeah. close. My oldest is five. So I've still got a little bit of a. You're right there, Jason. I know. It's just going to start getting fun. And, and you got another one coming. So yeah, you we got, got, like, another you got one like a coming. train. But see, here's the thing is you have a small panic attack when you realize I really better figure this stuff out. Because as I've grown, I've learned like adults, when you were kids, they didn't have shit figured out. Yeah. They really didn't. They were faking it real well and they oh, played yeah. it off. And now I'm there playing along and I'm like, I really better lock down some serious hunting tactics with children. And we were able to get a turkey with a bow with no blind this year with a, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And That's I'm like, awesome. I don't care if this is private land or not. That is a feat, <laughs> and I am pumped about it. I, I don't care if the turkey was staked to the ground. I was Dude, like, <laughs> they blew two turkeys before that. I mean, they blew out of the country. But this one, I said, just sit here still. He's going to walk right by. I know where he's headed. And I awesome. hear him. This thing walks into view, and you hear him back there. I'm like, uh-oh, let her rip. Oh yeah. Yeah. As you get older, you just, I don't know with the whole kids thing, you just take them more and more and the older you get, I guess it's so much more fun. You, I don't know. You get more patience, but we get a little bit fatter too. So it's like, yeah. Right. You don't have to hike as far. (laughs) (laughs) No, you, uh, Ross, Tim, you guys, uh, Turkey hunt at all. Mm -mm. No, I don't got time for that. Except us Southern Oregonians. I bought, I bought a Turkey tag last year and, went and walked around with all my kids. It wasn't really turkey hunting. It was armed hiking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor turkey with a lot of there. <laughs> it's different out here, though. It's yeah. not like those guys back east. I mean, they take turkey hunting oh, yeah. to a whole real, level I have never yeah. even understood. Yeah. Yeah, real serious. Here's it's something like, to do between April and May. <laughs> yeah, it's like elk hunting for us. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yep. Yeah. yeah, see, our spring bear season starts April April fifteenth. So same as turkey. So oh. I've always just kind of you know, if it's a low snow year like this year, 
you know, but bears have been out pretty good. So did you guys not get much snowpack? We didn't kind of later in the season, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's my civic duty to shoot a bear. So I, I mean, I've shot one for the past, you know, 10, 12 years, every year in the spring. So and on. see the problem with the bear is I was like, like skinning them damn things. Like, Oh that's, yeah. God. Yeah. And then there it's hot and at least, you know, fall yeah. hunting over here. I mean, it's like the desire for me to, to like pack a bear out of the woods is just, I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen a bear. I've seen two of them in the last week. I've been up there with the dogs and, and I just look and one of them was a nice one. I'm like, damn, that's kind of a nice bear, you know? And even then I'm like, you know, the work that it would take to, yeah. you know, if I can roll it to the truck and, but man, skinning them things out, I, it's I'm a job wrecked from it. Mm-hmm. I skin them twice. Them. Yeah. You, you skin them and then you skin the fat off of them and then you got to cut everything big tissued or you're going to lose it. Cause like we're yeah. 90 degrees when bear season opens here, by the time you get it out of the Canyon, it theoretically could spoil. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still getting down. To, I mean, hell it snowed here in the Valley last weekend. So, I mean, it's still getting down into the thirties every, every night down here in the right. Valley. So. Yeah. What's your nicest bear you've killed? Man, I killed, uh, I think he's just over, he's just over 20, but I shot him with my bow. I don't know. It was quite a while ago. That's a stud. Yeah. It's a big chocolate mm. one. I'm actually right. As soon as I get off of work, I'm, Hopefully my guys are doing all right. I'm supposed to be working, but they'll do, they'll figure it out. But, uh, <laughs> we got the yeah, crew working. Uh, yeah. But as soon, as soon as I'm done here, I'm kind of after a, another big chocolate one I've been seeing. So. Oh yeah. You spend a lot of time just scouting and zeroing in on them. I do. <clears throat> what are they eating right I now? I love bear. Just green grass. So as soon yeah. as that grass starts green, they're just grazing like cows. Uh, they'll be out and find the greenest meadow on the mountainside i love it because there's hardly anybody out nobody you know nobody spring bear hunts really so oh really that's become a huge thing here yeah yeah i mean there's some guys but they just not not very many people bear hunt is it because they're not successful at it or because they just don't have a desire to go i don't know you know i think a lot of guys are you know similar to what buddy said you know it's like what the hell do i do with the bear once i shoot it and uh i just love it because it's such a cool time to be in the woods for me you know the snow's coming off you get get to see the elk but they're just starting to grow their horns and yeah it's just that's i just love being up there so yeah what what would be your best tip for a spring bear hunter just find the grass patches just have the best binoculars yeah i mean it's yeah especially in our country i mean we we glass all all day so and just just good green patches and just sit out a high vantage point and you'll see bears. Really, hmm. right on. So we're gonna teach people this podcast. It's gonna be a new. This is gonna be a new thing, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> we actually ask questions. I'm just asking if you don't want to kill nothing. Listen to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm asking because I got a spring tag and I haven't even made it out, and I'm three weeks in. So I got like two more weekends to seal the deal. Oh, me and Tim start. We were. Uh, some of our fun stories was with the rod. Oh Way yeah. Back, we started kind of bear hunting with the timber stuff with, with rod, mm-hmm. Larry, so a doc, so and geez, the first, this was even before GPS. Like this was like losing dogs for three days. Mm-hmm. In, sure. In the canyons. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it was Rod, a lot of fun. I think first, when I first went with Rod, I was like 16. And yeah. uh, I found a, I found a no USDA newsletter and it, and it had this dog for sale on the back. He had three dogs. There's two Tennessee brindles and a plot. I, I didn't even know what the Tennessee brindles were, so I wasn't even interested in those things. But I knew what the plot was, and so I, I apologize to the Tennessee Brindle guys out there listening. <laughs> We're just checking everybody <laughs> off the list. I had had a few since then, so it's all right. Uh, so I went, I went and hit him up for that plot, and it was already gone. And I ended up getting a Tennessee train Brindle, and uh, that's when I asked him if I could go hunting with him. And it was pretty much, uh, it was like a few days later he called me, and after that it was like every weekend, just nonstop. It, I was hunting with him all the time. Um, yeah yeah he was a good dude yeah yep what's your favorite rod story oh god there's so many many of them um oh there's there's so many of them i i wouldn't even know where to start so Uh, many he can't even think of one right now there were some good ones oli 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 yeah so the first one of the first beers I ever drank, I was 16 years old and I was riding around with Rod and we were, we were, uh, we were out running around. It was summertime and on that permit. And he, remember he used to have them black plastic toolboxes in the bed of his oh, truck. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's where he kept his beer. And it was, I mean, it was hot too. So we <laughs> we're driving around and he gets out and gets a beer and he's like, you want one? I was, I'm 16 years old. I was like, well, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> so he reaches in and grabs his beer and it was like drinking. I mean, it was hot, like coffee, hot. <laughs> it was disgusting, but I drank it and tried to choke that down. <laughs> I don't but, know if uh, I'm eating all this bear hunting. If you got to drink this <laughs> after a while, after a while, I asked him, I said, what Rod, why do you always drink Olympia? And he said, well, it tastes the same warm as it does cold. So <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like shit. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ross? How'd you get in all this? I mean, what, what got you started in hounds? You know, I, uh, uh, there's a guy named JD Downer and he was running around with a guy named Luke Galsbury as well. Luke's the large carnivore biologist for Wyoming. Now uh, he studies grizzly bears and gets to do all kinds of cool shit, lion studies and stuff. But those guys, uh, gosh, they invited me to go one time and man, we, we, uh, we caught a cat and I just thought it was just the neatest thing ever. And then, um, figured I'd get the addiction of getting a hound dog. And I asked JD if he'd get me a dog and, you know, he, he sold me a, on purpose. He sold me a piece of shit dog so that, you know, I, I really, I really had to try and then, uh, and, and I'd still be going hunting with him and, and he, and I'd be trying to make that dog work. And I tried to make it work for like, uh, I don't know, a year and a half or so. And he called me one day and he's like, Hey man, why don't you get rid of that stupid dog? I sold you. He's like, nothing sucked from day one. He goes, I, he's like, I'll give you a, a different dog. Help you get started. So now it's just kind of hooked from there, man. That's good friends. That's a good, yeah. No <laughs> he's like, yeah, just try this dog. You push it uphill for so long. Be like, <laughs> now that you're done ruining, taking any chance of ruining a dog, we'll get mm-hmm. you one worth playing with. Stay in power. <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah and then you were hooked after that huh then you got a good dog yeah. started 
Yeah, a little little easier once you start getting a better dog. dog. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he started me out. He gave me. There was a. I had a dog named Junior, uh, and my dogs have always been kind of crossed up between that blue tick English stuff, and now they're even more crossed up. They got some quad in them and got you know some Walker in them. That Dwayne up there up north, uh, Hostetler, we bred some of my dogs to one of his dogs, and so it's yeah, it's. I got all kinds of crossed up stuff now. So. Yeah. Right on. How many you got now? Uh, I only have four right now. Only. That's, so. that's about a good number. Mm-hmm. I, well, yeah. I had six, but I just, I'm building the house this summer. So I sent, I sent two dogs down to Lopez actually. So. You building your house or somebody else's? My house. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> you really picked sucks. the wrong time. <laughs> Are you going to be able to finish it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Gonna get like halfway through. Yeah. I don't think I'm have a dime to my name when I'm done with it. So, <laughs> oh, it's, it's crazy. I was actually telling Jason while you were getting ready. I mean, I uh, I think I got my trust quote like a month and a half ago, and it was it was twenty three thousand bucks, and I just paid for it here last week, and it was like thirty one thousand. So you're you you're like you don't have walls. I mean, you're like I'm dresses, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you're just starting. We're just starting. My goal is to move in by September. So, so what, what's your stage right now? You just got the two by four framed out. Nope, nothing. Nothing. You no. gotta buy everything. Uh, yeah, I'm not, and I'm not building it. You know, I'm, I'm paying guys. To yeah. Okay. So. Man, yeah. that that I we just built a couple of years ago, and and I was on the right curve because when I got my bids or whatever. Um, I always joked. I was like, you know, I, I told the builder, I was like, Hey, get us, get us completed. You know what I mean? Cause we did it. We kind of paid, you know, I, I got a general contractor to, to, to do it. But I said, I want to pay for the project individually. I didn't want everything lump summed. Yeah. So he picked a price. It was like, Oh, it's going to, you know, this is the price for me to build the house. I said, take your cost, whatever your general contracting cost is and set that aside. I'll pay you to run the job. I want to pay the materials separately. So if they go up, like in your situation, you know, I would have, I would have been like, put it all on black and I would have lost my ass off. But oh, dude, it's <laughs> insane. In, in my situation, it worked out in my favor. So my bids came in like, I don't know, between the concrete and the, uh, the framing, I think I saved like 10 or 15 grand off the top because wow. the oh, price sure. just dropped. And so I was able to use that money that we had, and put it towards different trim, so we were able to trim up some things like that. Your trim, I'm guessing, your trim's gonna be a little wet. <laughs> you're gonna be a little. <laughs> have oh, like concrete or like the you know, plywood flooring. You're not gonna. Have yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as I can get my dog kennels finished, it'll be all right. So. <laughs> just put a room out there. You'll be all right. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's gonna be the new thing. You know, it's like everybody has like this nice plush carpet and stuff, and Ross is gonna be yeah. like that. <laughs> That's some damn yeah. nice flooring right there. That's yeah, that's me sixty-five dollars a piece. Yeah, like well, I mean, hell, man, plywood's like seventy-five bucks a sheet right now. Yeah, you don't want to cover that yeah. up. With no, carpet. you don't want to cover that. We'll sand it down, put some urethane on. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, I feel for you though. That's got to be a rough deal to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, plywood's the new hardwood, man. Man, well, and there's so much theft going on too because there's so much building going on in this valley like everywhere you look i mean i was telling jason like everywhere you look they're 
they're smashing houses up in, in this valley. And so people are like darting their wood like it's, you know, gold. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, that's funny. Yeah. That 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 would stink. I mean, I've been watching some of that and I'm like, because we were gonna build a shop here. And I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm building a shop yeah. right now. Like I just I'm I'd be foolish. I don't I don't know if it's gonna get any better. Housing prices and all <clears throat> that, like just nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I figured yeah. it out. I think building this house is probably gonna cost me about an extra hundred thousand to what it would have been. Wow. That's nuts. So yeah, you're, you're I mean at this point you don't got nowhere to go. Did you get a, no. a loan or you doing it piece by piece or no, we're just, uh, we had sold our house, uh, my wife and I, and so we, uh, we're trying not to get a loan. So How long ago? It, uh, we sold it last November. Oh, man. So. <laughs> You're right. You, Regular like, gypsy. You should stay away from Vegas, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Not, By the end yeah. of this podcast, your Ross is looking at me like, please stop asking these questions. Yeah, I'm gonna, no, no. It's, it's fine, hurt. man. It, it is what it is, honestly. Yeah, I told my wife, I said, we can't, you know, things happen for a reason. You can't, can't take it back. So, yeah, you just got to keep your head on it and, and yeah. find, your, find that path forward. That would, yeah, yeah right. roll with the punches, man. Oh, yeah. No, oh, not just the money, but the delay for everything and materials and like when we put our because i remember my roots my first house had wheels on it so we we went with the triple wide you know and at the time we did not want to do it like we were wanting to build but we didn't want to do it right then and certain situations forced it but looking back best thing that ever could have happened because i can't imagine having to go through anything like that now between our local contractors being backed up or even like the manufactured stuff you're you're out i mean it's crazy now so we're pretty thankful yeah luckily you got got into that before yeah same with us like when you get locked in your your house um yeah covid deal it was kind of nice to have the new place oh my god we would have killed each other i guarantee you (laughs) buddy would have had to save me well my wife and i right now are living in one of her uh one of her dad's rentals and it is a uh single wide trailer nothing against it whatsoever but you know i have uh, two house dogs and i got four hound dogs a little tight and I, got a lot, <laughs> and I got a lot of shit so yeah all my mounts are in storage and yeah it's uh yeah we're we're ready to get out of there for sure well yeah. i'm sure buddy will agree once you get to unpack and settle man that is the best feeling ever. yeah yeah, we were we were in our our house, our first house we bought. We were living, you know, you didn't realize it, but we had boxes everywhere, you know, like in, mm-hmm. in the bedroom. We didn't have place to put stuff, so it was always stacked boxes here in the corner, and boxes in the closet, and box. Yeah, you know, there's everything was just you didn't have a place to put it, so you live in them small spaces. And you know, the other thing was it was really hard to take care of stuff, you know, because you didn't have a place to, to oh put yeah, it, you know, whether it was a tractor, or a lawnmower, or whatever. It was like, man, you know, so going through those growing pains. For um, sure. You know, that, that, it it sucked. You- I didn't realize it until we, until we built a house and it started, you know, because the business always took my shop, you know, so we'd, we'd build a shop, but the business expanded into it. And so it was like, you know, I just never had space. Um, yeah. You know, now the business is off site um, down in Battleground. It, it, I got a 
kind of nice in here, Tim. But huh? he's got a big vacant shop. Yeah, it's pretty big. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of shit in here. We, we just cool packed up and left, and all our, our we got spider webs and all sorts of stuff that we didn't really clean up. So I got to still clean up stuff. But nobody right, looked man. back. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Yeah, I need to. I'm gonna have to force everybody to come over and spend a day over here. You know finishing cleaning they ain't coming back they got a bathroom now yeah no kidding indoor plumbing man that's new at w oh well ross is there anything we didn't cover on the montana stuff you got that i don't think so man yeah i i think uh i think we pretty much covered all that we have think you'll have a season next next year oh we're hoping we're hoping i think the only thing we necessarily didn't cover is we had uh we had our our field trial here at lolo uh, in, in memory of my, my buddy's daughter here recently. And, uh, you know, it was, it was awesome. You know, we had, we had 256 dogs there Ooh. and we, man, it was, it was That's crazy. a big, that's big. That yeah. A big one. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was wild there. I mean, there was two, 250 people there for sure. We, we, I mean, we cooked a, we cooked a 200 pound pig and there wasn't any of it left. <laughs> so. It was wild. We had a great time. Yeah, I keep trying to time it so that I get over there and go go visit my my family at a time that I can go swing by your your guys' field trial. It never works out though. I look yeah. at the calendar and you guys screw it all up for me. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you call me and uh. like put it on my schedule and maybe I can <laughs> No. What when's your next one? You got one in the summer coming? Yeah, we got one here first weekend in June. Uh, we usually do one right after uh, Memorial Day as well. That one's not not near as big, uh, but you know it's got, it's always a good time as well. But most yeah. guys are starting to get bear hunting by then. Uh, what that's do you guys? Like, uh, what is it? A, a is it a field trial or a water race? I mean, what is it that you guys are doing? So uh, yeah, what we do is we do our field trial. Uh, I, I I ride a motorcycle. And we do like a, about a, a mile, mile, mile and a half drag. And we do heats. We had 16 heats for, you know, coon drag and then a cat drag. Uh, we do a, a barking competition, single and double tree. Uh, we don't do a water race in Lolo or in Helena. And then we do a, you know, a thousand dollar bear race on Sunday. So I'll, I'll get up, you know, kind of hungover Sunday morning and uh, get to, get to <laughs> hike. It sounds like a field trial. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when Nate's there, you know, when Lopez is there. So. Nate don't drink. But no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'll just one more. I'll just have one more. <laughs> just one more. It's Uno Mas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One more shot of Patron. Uh, but no, we, uh, and then I do a, uh, we turned, uh, we turned 106 dogs loose at once on that bear race. 106? Uh, 106. We do a big blowout. And the first dog to, to the tree gets a thousand bucks. So we caught a real bear too. We, so. so we did that, some of that in Oregon, but it was like, everybody was just looking for dogs the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So you gotta yep. do that. You gotta do that on the day that you don't have another race going. That's what we do. That's why we do it on Sunday morning. So we don't really have anything going on besides like uh, the barking competition or, uh, you know, like we do a fastest to the tree. It's like a, you know, a hundred yard dash for dogs on Sunday. But yeah, everybody's looking for dogs. How in the hell do you do a hundred yard? Like, 
how many dogs is it like one-on-one or no no so because they all got to be pretty close 100 yards yeah so you do uh like six dogs in a line we call it fastest to the tree i don't know it's real popular i never Hmm. enter it but and uh and then it's the first dog to break the line so they run uh we have a coop tied in into a tree and then you walk your dogs in there and you bring them back 100 yards and then right before the tree we just make a make a, a line on the ground it's the first dog to cross that line yeah i just imagine that's got to be a pretty close race isn't it i mean it is every time it's yeah. a close race like every yeah. every judge they're like that was my dog <laughs> definitely <laughs> like you guys paint dogs or, or we uh, paint dogs yeah we okay. paint dogs bright green paint uh with a number yeah yeah yeah, yeah see that would be that'd be rough um yeah uh, yeah it gets interesting Oh yeah. Is this podcast going to be out in time, Jason? Uh, it should be before their, their trial. Yeah. Yeah. We can probably yeah. bump it up well, in, the schedule. Give it, so in case. So there's two ways this is going to go. Either it's right <laughs> before this trial or you're going to be left out. And it was last weekend. <laughs> you it know? doesn't matter right. at all. It's, it's, it's okay whatsoever. Not. So yeah. what, where do they find this information, Ross? Yeah. So you can go to, uh, you know, if you Google Montana Houndsman Association, or even if you Google Montana Houndsman, it would come up, but it's montanahoundsman.com. And, uh, you know, all of our information's on there. Everything's on our Facebook page as well. Uh, I don't have Facebook anymore. My wife is the one who does that. So, but. Yeah. Well, so, uh, do you guys do any, just field trials? Do you guys do a dinner or anything? Or You know, we've always talked about doing it. Where's your big fundraiser? Yeah, we've always, our, essentially our big fundraiser is that Lolo trial and this next trial that we have coming up. You know, we do a bunch of raffles and stuff uh, at both of them. But it, well, I'd, I'd love to do a banquet one day. You know, I went down to the Idaho Houndsman Association banquet. And, you know, they do a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine with Montana, I mean, it's a pretty big state for, you know, people. You guys learn to drive over there. There's just a lot of driving. (laughs) A lot of driving. Yeah, like when I go up north to go hunt with Dwayne or Phil, I mean, it's it's eight hours from my house. Yeah, Jesus. I. I, I'm getting old, I guess. I don't I don't like driving anymore. <laughs> but I've been driving. We're gonna we're gonna probably drive again to Montana, take the trailer and, and stay a week or so. But gosh damn it, man. I that's a big state. When you start cutting across there, I'm glad Right. I'm glad your speed limit's up there a little ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So Tim, did you get any any get everything covered you wanna tell the world? You do you ever think of a blacktail tip? <laughs> patience that's about i mean downwind and patience well that's a shitty tip (laughs) (laughs) when you find one bright flashlights yeah it's just like a blow them off when you find a when you find a big one don't go nowhere else you know (laughs) just stay scouting trail cameras as many as you can put out and when you find a big one don't leave it just stay on them yep is he gonna go back to the same spot i mean when how how early how early do you start seeing them I mean, when they're in velvet, I don't think they go anywhere. I really don't believe that. Not around where we, you know, not around here. Like, right. I, they just live in their little area. Yeah. I don't think they go that far. And I don't think you can push them out. Like, man, I've, I've blown chances at bucks and killed them 
like within a few days, you know? Really? Mm-hmm. I sat up on a big unit one time where I knew there was a big buck and I emptied my gun on that thing (laughs) 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 and never touched a hair. And, uh, (laughs) I I ended up killing him like three days later in the same spot. (laughs) How much ammo ammo did you bring the second time? That's what I want to know. (laughs) Just grab three. It was really like you just grab three out of your pocket. Yeah. yeah, Bigger gun. Bigger gun. Uh, I don't get that opportunity now. I, I, you can't even do that right now. You can't get the ammo to shoot that. Much. No, that's why I shoot a single shot rifle now. <laughs> Force the accuracy. Yep. Yep. Makes oh. you think about it. That's for sure. Yeah. Right on. Jason, as we start wrapping up. Yeah, we can't. I got under uh, suggestion by Lopez. We need to ask a question here, though. Oh, is, he, is the Mexican going to try and blow up? Uh, no. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he said that we should ask you about the time that you almost burned his house down with bacon grease. Oh my gosh. See, we're doing better. At least you know what I'm talking about instead of Cody when he's like, I don't know what he's talking about, drinking from a stream, you know. Yeah, that, that is not me burning his house down. So we I went over there to uh they had that banquet and they have that they had that coon hunt, you know, the night before. This was a couple years ago. And Lopez, uh him and I we decided that we were going to get to drinking pretty good on, on that coon hunt. And uh, he lives, by the way, like Lopez lives like in town, like in a neighborhood. And and so there's, uh, I got my hound dogs in the back end and I'm surprised I'm ever welcome back to his house by his wife. Cause not by we, his neighbors, his neighbors probably don't want you back, but she, she locked us out of the house. It was, we got home at like two 30 in the morning. And, uh, and so we, she logged us out. We knocked and fi- finally she woke up and Nate and I had this great idea. We were going to cook some breakfast, <laughs> cook some bacon, but we passed out and, uh, started a fire inside of his kitchen. That bacon started on fire and you know, what burned bacon grease was, I mean, it, oh, we woke up and the whole house was full of smoke. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> So you did almost burn it down. Like that's, so a, that's legit, a true story. That's a true story. <laughs> so it's a legit story for sure. Who, yeah. Were you guys the only ones there? No, no. His whole family. Yeah. His wife, his kids. So, yeah. so, they, so they're the ones who figured out there was a fire. Yeah. They, they were shaking <laughs> us, waking us up. <laughs> oh. Or there might not ever be bear hunting with hounds in Montana. Had that <laughs> went the other way. Yeah, and then I went down there to hunt with Nate the next, yeah, the next fall or something, and uh, we we kind of bear hunted all 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 evening and got home late again, and uh, I was sleeping on his couch again, and I woke up in the morning, and his wife had one of those red candle warmers, and he's got white he's got white carpet. <laughs> And somehow in the middle of the night, I had broke that candle warmer. Or he's got white carpet. And I broke that candle warmer. And there's there was red wax everywhere. I mean, all over the carpet, on the wall. I mean, yeah. So funny story. This is two parts. One, I can't believe a hound guy would have white carpet. That is just <laughs> way out of what I would think. This is what and, Nate has? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nate, you just lost some credibility, Nate. Uh, <laughs> 
Not if his wife picked it out. I was going to say, <laughs> man, give the guy some slack. <laughs> the second part is he actually told us to ask you about that story as well, and we didn't have to because you led right into it. So excellent job. <laughs> he also says he yeah. thinks you're having an affair with her. That's why she still yeah, likes you. <laughs> he, well, he knows. Yeah, she, she likes me, so he... He always gives her a hard time. You know, when I'm there, she comes out, she's all dolled up and he gives her such a hard time. He's like, where are you going? She's like, oh, I'm just going to work. And he's like, we sure look nice. You know, is it just because Ross is here? And she'll be like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. I always give a hard time. It was just, it was just his little boy's birthday. And so I called him and I was like, hey man, I just want to let you know, I, I put something in the mail for my son there. So. Uh, just wanted to let you know. <laughs> that's awesome oh i had a um that that joke i had what i had a buddy one time that seen my truck at the mall or i was parked somewhere the store or something and he left a little little note on my window that was like hey just saying hi to my or how's how's your wife and my kids <laughs> you know what i mean just saying hi it was like oh that one stung yeah <laughs> Tim, uh, you got any train wreck stories you can think of? I know we put you on the spot here. We just dropped uh, you in. We're not even prepared to do a podcast. Let today. me think of one that the statue of limitations is gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go way back. Oh, <laughs> buddy ran over a boulder in the middle of the road one time, and I'm not talking a bull, little one. I'm like, like the size of uh, Volkswagen. Oh yeah, it's like, the size how, of a truck. How do you not almost. see it? How do you not see it? And we had dogs out. They were yeah, running. That was the time. That was the time I lost the dogs for three days. Yeah, yeah, that was a. Um, yeah, there's I that one. I've seen that boulder. I mean, it was a big. You're in this middle of a rock pit, and there's a rock right in the middle. And I, like you say, boulder, rock. I don't know what else you could say to emphasize mini mountain. Yeah, it was. It was at least four by five foot. I mean, it was big. Oh, it was huge. Holy crap! It was huge. Oh, it shoved the radiator right, <laughs> right into the engine block. <laughs> oh yeah oh, man. <laughs> pay more attention buddy i was i was probably looking off into the, so that was a time were you with me whenever we seen the cougar yeah 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 so we were looking for dogs and i had we had, we, we had all the dogs were gone yeah. they were all in they were all in that canyon for like three days and that's the that's the three days we seen like a cougar and like nine bears or something, yeah. just driving around looking for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. We chased one bear. And then the next three days, it was like, just we seen like, like I said, nine bears. It was just like everywhere you turned, like, oh, there's a yeah. bear. There's a bear. Oh, we got no dogs. <laughs> you know, all the dogs are yeah. licking their paws in the bottom of this creek. I'm driving around, and, uh, drinking Coca Colas and smoking Marlboros to try to stay awake. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And I see a a thing in, this, in the bottom of this clear cut. And it's a, it's about the same color as my dog. It's like a buckskin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. like red. But he so jumps out. And he's calling it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, dog. Come here. <laughs> Let me say that wasn't, it had a little bit of a long tail. And I mean, to watch that cat clear, probably a hundred yards across the clear. Cut, oh yeah. No time. <laughs> three leaps it felt like and mm-hmm. uh, my eyes just lay all wide up like well i guess that wasn't my dog <laughs> no <laughs> oh so that uh, was my, my cougar we finally found dogs and we went back and couldn't catch a bear or a cat that <laughs> and see him again i got oh. i got something well i know this is 
I'm not going to get in trouble for this one because this is years and years ago. But uh, doesn't make hound guys look very good. But this is how we've evolved, right? This is the past, <laughs> right? Yes, this is the past. I was a teenager. I was a kid, sixteen. Perfect. Yeah, and drunk. No, <laughs> not drunk. <laughs> but uh, I was hunting with a guy, and uh, we were out coon hunting one night, and his dog box wood dog box i mean it was chewed up them dogs had made them little six inch holes into like foot and a half holes you know they walk out of the dog box and uh this coon goes running across this road in front of us and he slows down and his dog squeezes out of that hole and just takes off after this coon and there's it's an there's a big orchard there and stuff and he looks at me i mean he's older than me you know he's 30 or something like that and he's like get out and get that dog so i bail out and i'm on this thing i'm chasing this dog through this orchard it's me the dog and the coon and the coon goes ducking out of the way so the dog goes ducking out of the way and then i miss the dog and uh, i turn around and he left he just drove off and left me <laughs> <laughs> so we're running through this orchard and uh there's this house and a detached shop and it's it's nice and the doors open on the shop and the coon and the dog go in the shop so i go i go running up there i'm thinking oh man this ain't good and uh i walk in that shop and that coon was up in the rafters like up in the trusses and there's an old car in this shop we're talking i'm not talking like an old junker this thing is nice convertible like something from the 30s you know (laughs) like total show car and this dog is on the car and it's sitting there barking up in the rafters at this coon i went over there and grabbed that dog and threw it over my shoulders and i was running i thought for sure when i come out (laughs) you're gonna get shot you're gonna get shot in the back with a double barrel man i was gonna go through the fatal funnel of that doorway and just get lit up by a 12 gauge you know (laughs) dude i I couldn't run fast enough i ended up hitting the road and i was walking down the road it took more it took I, I don't know really know how much of a friend he is because he didn't come back for like a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> he just left uh, me walking. Oh, oh that's crazy. Dude. I got there are so many. I can tell you about Jimmy or Doc or Rod yeah, or even, do it. Oh, we need you and Jimmy out. at the same time. Oh man. Yeah, I hunted with Jimmy a lot. We need Jimmy back on because he just made a big trip. He's gonna have Yeah, he did. Lots to tell. He tried to rope me in on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I man, I hunted a lot with Jimmy, and uh, I think that was like I hunted, hunted with Rod a lot. Doc was a lot in there, and then and the then uh, the, the guy with the parrot. The guy yep. with the parrot. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I never lived that one down. Now you can't shake him. Just show up one place with a freaking parrot on your on your shoulder. One parrot. <laughs> one you're the damn parrot. Guy. Yeah, and you're the parrot. You're guy. gonna be the parrot guy the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're the parrot. Buddy, buddy made that cool before Johnny Depp even knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was a cool bird. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, uh, I, there's times when I'm like, when I'm I'm hound hunting, and I'm like looking for that cat that's probably not in the tree. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, it's gotta be there. It's gotta be there. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I wonder if I can train a parrot to go check a tree for me. Yeah, probably could. A raven. Uh, yeah just go up there just tell me if it's there or not and i'll get back and and 
I tell you, that parrot was a lion bird anyway. They'd probably tell me. <laughs> they'd see the cat and be like, nothing's in it, Dad. Nothing's in it. And they'd be like, shock them dogs. <laughs> yeah, that parrot wouldn't have liked the dog. No, it was good. Did he talk? Um, no, but so, oh, what do I keep talking? You had one. <laughs> you had one that talked, though. It was that one, but he didn't talk. So he you, would. Buddy was like the bird man. Like, he, this ain't, he didn't have just one. <laughs> there was multiple birds. <laughs> my my parents had some grays. My my parents got like five birds, you know, an African gray, two macaws, and another conyard. But that one was a little, it was called a sun conyard. It was a little uh, uh, yellow and green. And uh, they're kind of feisty. You know, they were, um, anyways, it'd climb in my shirt and, and go to sleep right there. You know, just like make a little nest or a little, you know, climb on my shirt. And I'd be talking to my wife, my girlfriend at the time was, was Lauren. And I'd be talking around the phone and that bird would be like, <laughs> every time I talked, that bird would be like, <laughs> and she'd be like, what the hell is that sound? And uh, I'm like, oh, that's, that's the bird. So, but yeah, it, it wouldn't like, you couldn't make out a noise, but it would mimic you. Oh. Um, the other thing that bird liked was Coca-Cola, man. Because I had it. <laughs> I didn't clip the wings or anything. And uh, I was living in an apartment in Vancouver and I had it on my shoulder and I walked out to my truck and it flew up to the top of the apartment complex. I mean, way the hell up there. And I'm like, come on, man, I got to go. Yeah. You know, and his name was sunset. I'm like sunset. Come on. Let's quit fucking around <laughs> that out. But yeah, we'll bleep um, that one. Um, Get in, and it's just looking at me, you know, and I don't know if you ever see a parrot, but they like kick their eyes sideways and they look at you sideways and, and you're like, God damn it. So I like there 10 minutes. I couldn't get this bird down off the roof. And so I like get an idea and I go in the, um, in the apartment and I grab a, a Coke out of mine. I don't open the apartment. I walk out and I'm just like right in front of you. Know, like getting my truck. It's like, I'm ignoring it. Right. Just like, Oh, get a Coke. Go ahead. Take a drive. And that bird, as soon as that, that Coke would be like, it'd come down and fly on my shoulder and we'd hopped in the truck and gone. And yeah, beer, Coke, and, and some late night coon hunting. That was, was me and that bird. That's a good bird. Parrots yeah. are fascinating, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it ended up bite, biting my son because it got real protective so like when me and my wife moved in together, it kind of, it honestly, it abandoned me. It was like, <laughs> went to my wife's bird and then I'd get over there and talk to my wife and just start, you know, cause uh, they would roll their heads, a, a sun conyard. If you ever, you ever watch them when they, they when they want to intimidate, they puff their puff everything up and they start rolling their heads like, you know, and, and they're going to bite. I mean, they're going to bite you. And that's what's going to happen. And that would do that to me. And, and it would like fly attack me. And I'm like, dude, I raised you, you son of a bitch. And yeah. it was like, no, nope, I'm with mom now. She, she treats me a lot better. So anyways, that was the, the bird story. Be uh, some duct tape holding that bird's head on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty, bird, pretty bird. Pretty bird. <laughs> no kidding. Danny, oh, when it, she used to work at the vet clinic, there was a lady who always brought her, I think it was some kind of macaw in, and they'd board it there when they left town. Cause like I had no idea birds were so connected. Like you can't just leave a bird, you know, once they make that bond. That's why I had them with. No, yeah, no, I'm gathering <laughs> that now. But this was pre-knowing buddy and his bird fetish here. Uh oh. 
but that bird that's what he said when he brought that bird he said yeah my bird my bird's kind of been missing me and so i had to bring him and i was like uh okay whatever weirdo yeah whatever crazy guy so this bird you should have ran Ted. you should have just ran like that, that should have been your first warning sign we uh we would go in and look what vet. you become you started an empire yeah no kidding we we'd go into the vet clinic at night when this thing was there and his favorite phrase all i ever heard him say was where's grandpa that's the only thing he's sitting here where's grandpa where's grandpa and one night we were back there checking on dogs in the back kennel after surgery and we heard where's grandpa grandpa's dead (laughs) (laughs) and i'll tell you like you know midnight in a vet clinic it was like Okay, that's funny, but it's really, really creepy because I can play that story out in my own mind. <laughs> uh, my parents got um, a it's a, a gray, an African gray, which talks really good, like yeah, mimics to the point where the birds still to this day because because I had my first two dogs, Tim, were, were copper and red. Yeah. You know? And that bird, you'll, you'll be those those dogs are dead. I mean, they're gone. Like those long are, time. I don't know how long ago, but that that African gray, you'll still hear it. And go like, Copper red <laughs> in my <laughs> voice. I'm just yelling at him, barking, and it's like years <laughs> later, and that bird still to this day. Copper red. Get him on a podcast. Get that bird in Tim's seat. <laughs> Copper. He, uh, that dog was. That's one of them dogs that you wish you could have now. I wish I could do over. Right. You know what I mean? Like now that you like, no, well, I mean, now that you know more than what you did, but some of them you dogs, the you bird. look back. Yeah. You look back and some of them dogs would have probably turned out way better. A lot better. Yeah. yeah. That, that dog had wheels uh, for sure. No, I, uh, I agree. I agree. You can't go back and get them. No. I mean, I no. you just screw them up the first time and, <laughs> and then move right. on to the next one. Screw on that one. <laughs> At some point you stop screwing them up. Hopefully. Some of us. Not not all Hopefully. of us. But some of Still us. Still trying to figure that out. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we'll wrap this one up. Good one. Yeah. Thanks a bunch, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice job on the Montana. Ross did it by yourself. I mean, I can't believe <laughs> one guy does the whole thing. Everybody should just sacrificing for everyone. Yeah, right. No, it, honestly, it was, uh, you know, I mean, it, there was tons of guys from Idaho and all, all kinds of guys from everywhere that was supported. It was actually really cool to see, you know, just the hound, hound community kind of come together for a change and everybody get along and for one cause. So. Yeah, that was a big it's win. Good. It's good to strike while the iron's right, too. Like, that's the yeah. the biggest thing is, is, is you have to be connected to the political winds of the situation and yeah. to know like like for example in washington the political winds are not in our favor no we are just hoping that something doesn't go fluttering in there and and start changing things because um you know it's rough in some states but there's other states that are really starting to change and 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 i'm glad you guys were able to see that and make something happen on that because that's that's the biggest thing is is strike why the iron's hot yeah i know it's it was a good deal for sure Hey, I got to, you know, tell you guys, thank you so much. I mean, I ordered all my trophies for that field trial the other day and they got here in two days. So 
uh, I really appreciate it, buddy. So. Well, I just had nothing to do. Buddy with that. did him himself. He was out there stamping those nameplates. Unlike Ross, I'm like, yeah, I did that all myself. I, <laughs> the truth is, I didn't even know that happened, Ross. Man, the joke around here is if you want something done, you, you, you leave me out of the equation. You talk to Jess or somebody like that because she'll make sure it gets done. But if yeah. you ask me to do it, I'll be like, sure, sure. I'm like, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll never do it. So, all right, guys, let's wrap this one up. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks. Yeah, see you.